Today, we're going to talk all about the impact of social media and our relationship with ourselves, others, food, and the development of eating disorders and disordered eating when it comes to spending so much time scrolling social. Today, we're also going to talk about not only the pressures of social on our lives, but some positives. Here we go. Hey girl, welcome to the Her Best Self podcast. I'm Lindsay Nichol, former competitive figure skater and perfectionist, turned God-led imperfect boy mom and digital CEO. If you find yourself constantly thinking about food and wondering if you'll wake up one day free from the obsessive thoughts and behaviors controlling your life, then I've created this podcast for you because I know exactly what it's like to be a downright hot mess trapped in the destructive cycle of disordered eating. I finally found freedom and you can too, girlfriend. So if you're ready to heal your relationship with food and body and break the chains of control and show up in your best health, then grab your favorite Tarjay journal and let's get to it. So you can start living your best life as your best self. Hey guys, so today we are gonna hit the ground running on some real truth. All right, I don't know about you, but I love me some social scrolling, I know I can get so caught up in spending so much time looking at what other people are doing or connecting with others and then sitting and kind of thinking about my own life. And maybe you do too. And maybe, just maybe, you don't realize the impact that our social media and our media in general, but that's like a whole another episode or series, play when it comes to these social platforms and our relationships with ourselves, our bodies, our food, and as well as our relationships with others, like family members, spouses, friends. And so today I really wanted to talk about the truth around social media and its impacts on our bodies, on our lives, and on the way that we view others and our world. Okay, let's dive in here. So culture pressure, peer pressure, and self-emotional pressure are the three categories that I have put together for you guys today as really being the driving forces of pressure that we experience when leveraging our smartphone and this heightened social media world uh, when it comes to the psychological changes that we're seeing across the globe because of social media, the content, the messaging, that sort of thing. So. If you think about ads and you think about videos, all the celebrities, all the influencers, really it appears that this culture pressure, this image-driven, not even reality place, right, has allowed us as we navigate all these platforms to view unrealistic ideals and then we compare those ideals to ourselves. You see so much impact here in the form of mental health and not just disordered eating or our relationships with our body and our food and eating disorders, but just in general, anxiety, heightened pressure from society, like always wanting to keep up with the Joneses and be successful, depression. There's so many different statistics around how social media can really negatively impact our lives and those around us. But today I really want to focus on the 82% of the population that uses social. That's what I'm predominantly talking about today. Or if you're experiencing these social media platforms doing some 
intense damage and somebody that you love, then this episode is for you. And it's not to scare you, friend. It's simply to hold your hand and to just talk about this with someone. Because really, it's we're not getting into the deep weeds of it, right? Like we talk about this high level with friends and how much time we spend navigating on our social platforms, but really getting to under the layer of what this can do when it comes to the mind. Culture pressure. So that's what I had just started with. And that is the the image driven, the thoughts around all these images that we're seeing, these unrealistic ideals, these bodies, these airbrush perfection that everyone views when they scroll through Instagram, when they're looking at celebrity promos, really that body objectification and how that can create of perfection thinking in your own life and you start going like, oh my gosh, I don't look like this person and I need to and hashtag fitspiration, hashtag perfection, hashtag finspo, right? And then you start really navigating down that rabbit hole of comparison and perfection, caring so much about what others think of us and comparing our life to somebody else's Instagram reel. We hear about that all the time. So I will just share a stat on Instagram. It is the number one social platform, according to researchers, that leads to negative effects on mental health. And that research study came out from 2022. Like this is current stuff, friends. As of 2022, and you can find these statistics online if you simply Google usage spent on social media platforms, as of 2022, two and a half hours a day up from previous year is how much the average person spends on social media. Two and a half hours a day equals 38 days a year. 38 days a year we are spending on social media platforms. This alone is crazy, but when I'm talking about eating disorders, it really, really, really can be super, super crazy. Many people are going online for various reasons, interaction and finding inspiration and motivation and really just because they're bored. I think that's kind of how social started, right? It was like this new place we'd never been and it was super fun to connect with people And it was fun for entertainment, and it was fun to be able to message our friends and relax and keep up with people's lives that we haven't seen in years. And so those components of it are awesome. Now, I feel like it has created this addiction, this sense of, oh my gosh, like what is everybody else doing? The FOMO that we hear all about all the time, right? The fear of missing out on things. And so it really creates this fatigue in our brain of, are we keeping up with what everyone else is doing? And while I'm there, I'm going to think poorly and negatively about myself because I'm consuming all this stuff and I start getting depressed that my life doesn't look like her life and my body doesn't look like her body. When in reality, guys, a lot of the images that we see out there are not even truth. They're not reality. And if you are not grounded in who you are and not grounded in reality because you have had this experience with disordered eating, then that is going to be super triggering. I find that it is extremely helpful when you're going through eating disorder recovery or even just like the normal person that's eating intuitively to unfollow. And this is something that I do personally for myself. I unfollow 
people that I don't want to see or that can become triggering or that, you know, they're always talking about this over here and they're always promoting this diet over here. Diet culture is like a billion dollar industry, okay? These celebrities that are promoting all these diets, newsflash, fake news, they're getting paid for this stuff, okay? They're getting paid for this stuff. And it's creating unrealistic ideals. It's creating a level of perfection that's not attainable. And it also is creating that body objectification where we are just like constantly infatuated with the perfect body, whatever that means. And so in order to really be strong in yourself and get the support you need when you're dealing with recovery from an eating disorder, or if it's just constantly triggering you and smacking you in the face every time you pop on a social platform because you see somebody smaller and prettier in your mind than you are, then why go there in the first place? It's like mental torture, guys. It can be positive in that we're connecting with others, we're getting some information, we're having some self-expression, we're able to share, it helps propel businesses. It does great things. I'm not like anti-social over here. I'm just saying there has been so many links with social media and eating disorders and the constant ads that are out there, the Thinspiration stuff is really huge. So according to the National Eating Disorder Association, a study of women between the ages of 18 and 25 showed a link between Instagram and increased body image concerns especially those that viewed images around thinness. You guys, (laughs) another study showed association with orthorexia symptoms. Okay, and we'll talk more about orthorexia, but think like clean eating, like everyone is obsessed with all this, like it has to be clean. And again, I'm not minimizing the fact that, yes, it's great to find clean ingredients. And as a certified health coach, I understand that it is optimal in our body performs the best when it comes from the earth, not all these processed foods, but this has become an obsession. And so the heightened influence of psychological well-being is at stake. Think about all the pretty food pictures. Think about all the pretty body image pictures. Think about all of the selfies. Really the message that we're, we're seeing is we're judging ourselves against that perfection and then wondering why we don't feel happiness on our inside of us and while we're picking at the problems that we already thought we had. So, so triggering. Number two is peer pressure. The opinions of the circles that we're in. Do you you find yourself around friends that are making negative comments about other people, being judgmental about other people's bodies or what they're eating or the mean girl vibe where it's, you can't wear that or you shouldn't be wearing that or think about our adolescents guys in school nowadays that are getting that cyber bullying and bullying. And it starts at such a young age, and which runs parallel to when we develop those prereqs to disordered eating lifestyle. I mean, I clearly remember being young and getting comments from various people about my body and going, I don't want to be a big person. And I feel like that's what we're doing to our kids when we are out there allowing them to click on social all the time and wondering why have issues with their body and staring at magazines and the peer pressure of not being the skinniest girl in their class. Again, peer pressure is huge. Protect your peace. Just protect it. 
okay? I mean, if you're going on social and you want to connect and you, you have a great circle of friends and you feel like those images are not something that you hold true to your heart and they don't define who you are, okay, maybe that this episode is not the episode for you. But nine out of 10 of us go on there and we don't feel better after we get off, right? The ideal of this thinness, this perfect teeth, perfect clothing, in order to be successful, you have to drive a Lambo. Like all of this, guys, is culture pressure and peer pressure of what other people are saying and others' beliefs onto us and projected onto us. Self-emotional pressure. This is a big E. Our own self-esteem, our own doubt, our own impulsive behaviors. Where are high achievers at? I know I'm waving my hand over here. Maybe that was one key factor to developing anorexia in my early adulthood. I already had this sense of wanting to be perfect since I was a child. Mix that with the culture pressure, the ideals that I had, my own like environmental because of figure skating and the environments that I was in around the peer pressure of the circles I was in. And that's like a cocktail for an eating disorder. It is. I mean, it, it just is. And so if we want to change the game, we need to start looking at the behaviors that we're doing and the things that we're putting ourselves around and the people that we're engaging with in order to help with our own hearts and our own lives. And so this self-emotional pressure, like some of us are just born to be super critical. We have wanting to belong, to be affirmed. Like we just want other people to value us so much that we will do so at the expense of the, the, our own value to ourselves. Emotional health and mental health due to the driving forces of social are huge when it comes to depression. Having low self-esteem causes these food-related disorders. And so if you're the type of person who you always feel bad about your body and you go out and you see all these diets that are available that are going to promise you this perfect cure overnight so that you can look like the supermodel that's on Instagram tomorrow, it plays with the mind. It messes with our neurological pathways and it gives us this false sense of this is the identity that I want to become and it masks the identity of who we are. So while social can have these great things around entertainment, around motivation, like love it, therefore all the motivational quotes, but we just need to be mindful that as we navigate our own lives and know our own selves, maybe sometimes those things are taking away more than they are adding value. When you think about the effect of social media, I just want you to truly think about the content that you are looking at. Does that content provide value to your life as a person? Does it provide value to your relationships? Does it provide value to your mind and to your heart? If the answer is no, unfollow it, sister. Unfollow it, sister. Okay, so we have talked about really just recognizing that this is an issue and it is a problem and we can have an addiction and excessive social media behaviors. And in order to do this, we can start limiting our time that we're on social. Something that my husband and I have 
really worked towards and it's still like an everyday thing guys so I'm with you when I say like the socials are hard especially when you're running a business around social media and you are a coach that works around the world which is myself so I have to put myself out there right but something my husband and I are, are have really been very present in is at nighttime our phones go on our chargers and then we go spend present time with our family Because if not, I want you to sit there and I want you to see what you will do if you are left alone with your phone. Do you scroll? How long does it sit in front of you on the table before you pick it up to check and see a status, a Facebook message, a friend request, a group post? I want you to be cautious this week of how much time you let social dictate your life. And then think about the content that you're allowing into your mind. Where is that going to go? It comes out in false beliefs. It comes out that thin is better and food restricting is going to get me to look like she does. When reality is, she probably doesn't look like that picture you just liked. I feel like I am just... All kind of like in my feels today because I know that there are good things about these platforms, right? I mean, I do leverage my Facebook group and I really do enjoy connecting with people. But when it comes to the self-esteem and all of the distractions, when we were in this over-consuming world, there's just too many things coming at us at all times. We really have to challenge the well-being of ourselves, of our kids, of our spouses and start taking back some of the power that we have. It is actually a link of anxiety, stress, depression, body image, concerns, loneliness. Okay. All of this, if you Google any sort of studies that have been out there when it comes to the American Psychiatric Association, National Eating Disorder Association, all of them have studies that spending time around social media use, just as you would doing something else like alcohol, drugs, you know, obsessing over one thing and doing it for longer periods of time, it literally jacks the pathways in your mind and it creates that naturally derived award to continue doing that exact same thing. You will find that rush that provides that immediate gratification. And that is why it's so hard to change that dynamic. And then you become more addicted to it. And so again, this can create other issues, other mental illnesses as well. But really when it talks about linking what we're looking at and creating that heightened awareness, I mean, there's only some people that can look at these platforms and it actually not have any sort of impact in their life. So what are some ways that you can really drive away from this triggering relationship and this triggering consumption of food and body and how you perceive yourself versus others? There's a couple of things we really can be mindful of. This is a study that was done Uh, by the Discovery Behavioral Health Channel news that was done where there was a lead researcher that really went into concrete ways that harmful effects can be managed, having that high stigma messaging from social media. We can unfollow, 
right? I just talked about that in today's episode, but we can unfollow those fitness inspiration or those diet promoting accounts. I have talked about this in a prior episode. Diets are the number one leading cause or higher risk of individuals that will develop eating disorders or those that continuously are diet on the diet hamster wheel, okay? So when we stop allowing that diet promotion and those celebrities and all of those things into our minds, we can take our power back. We can also minimize the number of celebrities that we're following. Maybe it's want to look at them for their talent or you really love that song. If you're following anybody that makes you feel less about yourself, just unfollow them, guys. You can step away from your device. You can set up a system like I try to do in the evenings, or you can put a timer, or you can do so many different things where you are literally checking out. You can even take off your social media apps, like on the weekends, or you can do a full-on anti-social media like detox. I've done that before. And you can diversify what you're looking at. If you fall into this trap, always searching for the perfect makeup or you're searching for the perfect diet or food. And so those are the things that the algorithms are going to point you towards every single time that you go into the app. Go in there and change some of the settings around and say, okay, I want to see all of these different things, right? And not just these certain things because you're less likely to see that inspiration and all of that stuff. But again, Really, it's reminding yourself we can leverage social media in such a positive way when we have a voice and we share our voice with the world. There are so many different accounts that people can get out nowadays where they can be promoting all of these mental illnesses and eating disorders. And the most important thing that we can do is fight against those things and share our voice with the world. I try to really limit how much I put out on my Instagram and I'm predominantly in my Facebook group because those are the women that I work with and you can come join us if you haven't yet at Her Best Self Society, Food and Body Freedom, Ed Recovery. You can come find us. It is a private group. But other than that and really working with women and helping support them and navigate them through this healing process, I really try to limit my own use because I do feel it is extremely triggering for somebody who used to have anorexia to see all of these different different images constantly popping up in my face every single day. I hope that today's episode has helped shed some light into what are some things that you can do to help navigate your relationship with social And if you found this episode to be somewhat triggering or it has rubbed you wrong, I just ask that you think about that. Like, why? Is it because you also feel that you are on the FOMO train, that you are under that culture pressure, that you see all these images and you wish you could be somebody other than who you are? Friend, you are perfect with all that you have right now. You are worthy You are enough. You are beautiful just with who you are right now. And no amount of celebrity promotions or any of these different diets that you're seeing or all of these fashion designer models and all of these different things are going to make you feel better about who you are. Even those people have issues with their own body image. And the best way that we can stop the judgment and this process from continuing and continuing 
is just to understand that we provide value. We are more than our body. We are more than our food. We need food to survive, but why don't we love our body while we're here? And doing so for me and many of my clients means that we have to get rid of the things that are not bringing us that peace. So I hope that this episode has really touched you. I hope that it has caused you to think about some of these things. Do you experience peer pressure from friends? Do you hear judgmental comments being made that are very triggering? I know when I was very, very sick in recovery and trying to get better, I kept hearing people tell me, oh, well, Lindsay, you're just so small. I mean, you probably can eat whatever you want. And granted, these people had no clue, right? But that was so triggering. Or Lindsay, oh my gosh, like look at how small you are in your pictures. To someone with an eating disorder, that's not a negative thing. And I'm going to do a whole other episode on, you know, how we can support those that have disordered eating. Think about who you are surrounding yourself with. Do you have friends that lift you up that talk more about your values, your goodness, your kindness, your compassion? Or do you have friends that are judging and judging others? And are you in an environment that could be really bullying and not great for your mental health? I challenge you to get a new circle. And then I also challenge you to work on that self-emotional state. If you need help and support, you can reach out to my team, info at lindsaynickel.com, and you can email us. I coach women around this every day, and I leverage my best self blueprint, which concentrates on the body, the emotional state, the soul and the spirit, our faith, as well as our thoughts, our mental health, and everything that we allow into our mind. If you feel like you could use that support and that help, again, come on over to lindsaynickel.com. You can set up some time with me or you can email us directly. I hope that this message has blessed you and just know that you're not alone. Social is probably not going away. So let's just have a way to honor ourselves in the process while we can enjoy the things we love with those that we love, including ourselves, our bodies. Better yet, girl, why don't you just shoot me a DM while you're in the gram at the Lindsay Nickel? And then sign out of the gram. I promise you won't miss a beat. And I'll look forward to receiving a message from you. Talk to you soon. Oh, friend, thank you so much for letting me share what was on my heart today. My hope for this podcast is to help more women find freedom from food and body. If this has empowered or blessed you, let me know. I'd be honored for your rating and review of my show. And I'd love to connect with you in my private Facebook community. You really can move from perfection to purpose. Let's break the chains together. I'll help navigate the way. Until next time. Bye for now, girl.